Okay, Ben, just try hanging up and coming back again. Okay. See if that helps. Since it's pretty rough. What up? There we go. That might not have been enough time. Uh, well, no, we'll I think see. you had to percolate a little bit. It's, uh... Hold on, give me, give me one. Oh, it's it sounds better, better, buddy. It's a little better. It's yeah. a little better. No, I'm gonna see oh. if I can work something out. Oh no. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. It works now, sort of. He's gonna go tell no, his brother. I don't stop care. Yelling I don't that care. No. Oh, you're sounding good. Like, sounds sounds good. Don't, don't do anything, no. Ben. No. Don't yeah. do anything. No. No. <laughs> Fangamer Podcast, episode number 109, the conclusion of our epic Okami Game Club, the third episode in the series. If you have not listened to the other two and you like Okami, I don't know that I actually recommend maybe going back to there because maybe you're not going to like what you're going to hear. I don't know. But we're <laughs> going to talk about the end of the game today. So if you are playing it right now and you haven't beaten it, there will be lots of spoilers. So keep that in mind. I am your host for this podcast, Garrett Rozo. With me, I have my podcast co-hosts, co-hosts, not hosts, uh, Ben Kerrigan. What's ben, up? Ben Standing Desk Kerrigan, by the way. Ben Standing Desk Kerrigan. Very uh, ergonomic. And Matt Hawkins wearing some sweet pro or amateur wrestling shirts today. Yes, the, un- the world of unpredictable wrestling located in Brooklyn, New York, home of the Musketeer. And uh, the Uptown Bad Boy, which is basically a big baby. <laughs> is that like a play on people who live uptown? I don't know. Oh, and there's also a guy. He's called Twelve Fingers Jimmy. And when he came out to when he came out to wrestle, it's like, all right, who is this guy? And then we notice, oh my god, he has twelve fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of the night, like, oh my god, and his hands are huge. And we felt like that's the it was like, you know, just going to a circus and just gawking at the freak. And we felt so bad. But I'm like, oh, my God, he has 12 fingers. Like, holy. Well, oh. sometimes you think that's false advertising. Yeah, they but, don't really have 12 and, fingers. And you know, I tell people like, oh, did he really have 12 fingers? Like, yes, he had 12 fingers. Well, okay, 12 functioning fingers? Yes. Like, did he move it? Yes. Oh, creepy. <laughs> He's like yeah. Spider-Man, basically. All he did was like, See, he didn't even have a costume. He just held his hands up like, look at me, I'm a genetic freak. I've got 12 hands, 12 fingers. Like, oh what, God, there is no is it God. What is that like, gives those people the desire to like, exploit themselves by being like, attractions at Coney Island or wrestlers? <laughs> Some people are lazy and they're gifted with a genetic defect. And when you're... You know, those wombo combo. Exactly. It's just, it's going to happen. That's just how that works. I just want to play Call of Duty all day long, and I can because I've got 12 fingers. Oh my gosh, you think he's like really no, good at video so good. games? Yeah. He'd be like, so good. He would be really good at World of Warcraft or something like that because he could have an extra finger. Yeah, like, just, like his micro would be so Oh on point. my, he'd be good at StarCraft probably. Okay, so unrelated yeah. note, there's a guy who used to call himself <laughs> Sonic the Wrestler, and he doesn't call himself that anymore, but he, he dyed his hair blue, had it spiked up, and he did vaguely Sonic moves in the ring. And I'm trying to locate the guy and interview him. And maybe Johnny Twelve Fingers will be the, you know, follow-up, I his, guess. He's like the, his nemesis? Yeah. 
because Doctor Robot 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 Riley, whatever his name was, was known for having extra extra digits. No, no, Sonic's opponent was a pimp. He was like, "Who's this guy with the blue hair? Are you supposed to be a video game character? Eh, Whatever." Blah blah blah. Okay. Am I getting my Dude, twenty bucks? Really at the good at typing. Those extra fingers. Or maybe, yeah, let, let's or maybe. Here in the Fan Gamer uh, Amateur Wrestling Podcast, yes. where we talk about amateur wrestling. No, really, we try and talk about video games, things happening at the company Fan Gamer, who makes those game and T-shirts that we all love. But before we get into Okami, I'd like to thank the live audience who are joining us today on Twitch TV slash Fan Gamer. Got Doctor Saturn, Technomaniac, Triflakes, Zafe. Well, Ben is in there. Lots of other people. Um, if you would like to join us on the live stream, uh, you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash fangamer, and we will try and broadcast sometime before when that will be. And you can watch our talking heads, CNN style, and see the insides of our office as we talk about games and office, fix our right. routers. But to continue on with this illustrious podcast, let's talk about what we've been up to this week. Um, ben, you want to want to start us off? How's your week been? It's been interesting. Uh, last night, uh, me and my buddies went to IHOP. It just so happened to be the same night that a uh, a fetish website what? has like a mass meetup at IHOP. Apparently, Monday nights that's when that's going down. We just plop right <laughs> like in the middle of weekly? that party, or like I guess it's weekly. Holy, what kind of fetish can we talk uh, about that on our family podcast? No, it, it's it's a site called. I don't know if I can say the site. Okay, don't say the site, but, but what is the a, fetish it's a, it's a fetish lifestyle <laughs> website, so it's everything. They accept everything. Oh, just if you are into weird stuff in general. Yeah. The site advertises itself as the, the kinky uh, Facebook and MySpace. So, <laughs> As many social networks try to do by piggybacking on So they were uh, some MySpace. unique individuals. Yeah. Did anyone have extra fingers? <laughs> um, no. I mean, Not extra other things might have been a did, thing. Did they but... eat their food normally, or did they bring anything, like uh, like a doggy bag? Did they did they, did they hoard any syrup? <laughs> uh, you know, anything weird like that. This one dude brought a lot of dubstep. <laughs> oh, wow. Nima says that, so you ran into the uh, the Reddit uh, meetup? Was it? Like, oh. No, no, Actually, no. I wouldn't be surprised if a Reddit meetup was that weird. I love yeah. Reddit. I but... mean, I, I kind of feel bad talking about this like this, because, um... The reason we were there, actually, was because one of our friends we met in ballroom dance class invited us there, and she is among those people. Oh, and no. Melvin was like crushing on her pretty hard. Oh, did that? So, like, was that a was turn like, off? Yeah, for I'm him? gonna come, I'm gonna come to IHOP. Yeah, that's pretty much oh. it. I thought you like she was a Reddit user, and that turned. You <laughs> no, no. I actually oh. I, I went to press thing for a video game, and they actually uh, called out to a bunch of Reddit people in New York City to come out. So it was a they were the basic group playing the game and some journalists. And long story short, Reddit people are pretty weird. They take it too too seriously. That's the thing. It's like, and I asked them like, you know what? I like Reddit, but it's a little confusing. And they just looked at me like, they sneered like, yeah, it's supposed to keep noobs like you confused and on your toes. I'm like, (laughs) okay, all right. Well, I'm going to walk five feet over here and pretend you don't exist. So yeah. (laughs) Anyway, Ben, what else has happened this week? Yeah. Aside from all that, nonsense um i started finally playing mighty switch force on the 3ds and that's a good video what game. is that video game i've never even heard of it mighty switch horse mighty switch force is a game put out by way forward oh, horse or force sorry force okay force. i was like mighty, mighty switch, switch horse, horse. That's the um sequel. yeah it's a game 
it's a sequel sort of to uh, there's a game for DSiWare called Mighty Flip Champs, and then there was another one in between those two. What was it called, Matt? Help me out. Um, jeez, they. It's another Mighty something game. Is this like a downloadable um, one, or is it a? Yeah, uh, it's a downloadable game. I've never heard of this. Yeah, WayForward, like their MO is pretty much um, downloadable, hmm. like DSiWare and stuff like that. But all their games are really good. They did art um, style. They did the the revival of the Shantae series a while back with Risky's Revenge, which was apparently a really good game. What's good out? Uh, the only dud is their Blood Rain platformer, which they did as well. Uh, I didn't know they did one of those, oh, yeah, but yeah. okay. I mean, it's it's it's, but, it's beautiful. Yeah. So tell me okay. about this Technomaniac, game. Technomaniac says the middle one is Mighty Milky Way. Yeah, this is a game. Oh, yeah. It's a side-scrolling. Shooter, sort of like Mega Man, but like not quite as fast paced. Okay. Your objective, you're like a cop lady, and you have to go around a level and collect like five um, prisoners that are just like lying around. I guess. Are they hot you chicks with blonde hair. Oh, they're so hot. They're cute. Oh. They're, they're, they're... So you're a female RoboCop. You're a female RoboCop. Awesome. This sounds pretty freaking rad. Oh, it's so rad. The whole mechanic of the game is that uh, you press R or L or another button. To uh, switch between two platforms that appear and disappear. Actually, no. Have you played Super Mario's? No, Super Mario Galaxy. Mm-hmm. You know those stages where, like, if you jump, there's like a tile that'll like flip, and like there's like a red and a blue one, and like you have mm-hmm. to jump onto the right one. It's, it's like basically that. that, but you control when it switches. Hmm. And yeah, that's basically the mechanic of that game, and it's really fun. And I would it's have like to six say six bucks. Yeah, um, more so deal. than any of that. Uh, the best part about that game is the soundtrack written by Jake Kaufman, a.k.a. Vert. Such good oh, jams. Vert. That is an amazing soundtrack. He's their, he's so their main uh, musician at this point, isn't he? I'm pretty sure. I like that, like, is it? I don't know if it's the other way around. Like, if there were a, mu- a musician in the first place, and then they got into chiptune, and then they became musicians for games, or mm-hmm. if it's, like, I like, you know, Anamana Gucci's done that now, and I forget who else, but, like, I like that there's some sort of connect the dots between those professions yeah. now i like that yeah, um uh okay what about you matt how's your week been what have you been up to oh my god it's such a blur i'm trying to remember uh, i've just mostly been been working um haven't done uh, i hung out with a bunch of my guy friends like in a certain group i'm the official bachelor so it was like dude's <laughs> night which is, you know, for me, it's a Friday night. So you guys night. all go out to Ipanema and have meat on sticks and yeah, pretty bacon much, yes. wrapped around yeah. other meats. Little tiny, awesome. little tiny lizards on a stick, like in Conan the Barbarian. Looks really good. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, I, you know, on that end, nothing too exciting. Um, this weekend, I have some big plans, but it's a secret. Oh. Which I will talk You'll about. You'll be able to talk about it at... At one point in your yeah, life? Yeah, yeah, I'll talk about it. It's like a Vegas situation. I'll talk about It's one of those things. It's happening somewhere in Brooklyn. It's a secret. Mm-hmm. I'll get a text message. Show up. Ooh. I'll take <laughs> okay. this. I'll is take it the, relating to video games? Um, It's related to food. Oh, I love food. Which yeah. is also tangentially related to video games. Mm, yes, yes. <laughs> Sometimes. So, um, okay. Monster Hunter. Anyway, so... Um, I- I want to hear about a game you've been playing that you have way before you should have, if you can talk about it. Oh, yeah. So um, I've been mostly been playing games. Um, tried mm-hmm. Whenever I got bored or frustrated with Okami, I turned towards either Soul Calibur V, which mm-hmm. is, you know... it's Soul Calibur. Eh, yeah, it's Soul Calibur. I like Soul Calibur. It's just, I don't know, I'm not deep into fighting games. Each one yeah. doesn't seem to be huge leaps and bounds beyond the last one, but I still enjoy that that series of fighting games. I'm a I'm a big 
I'm a big person. I'm big into interfaces. I mean, obviously, anyone who listens to the pre-roll of this show and is well aware <laughs> of how, you know, I hate Skype because the interface is so confusing. But um, Soul Calibur Five has the worst interface in the world. The modes are wacky. Like, you would think at this point that if you're playing a fighting game, shouldn't there be a one-player mode where you just play through all the characters and then eventually there's a boss, right? And then, like, there's yeah. a... Soul Calibur Five says you don't really need any of that. You're not going to do that anyway. There's apparently there's there's something called an arcade mode, but it's like okay, you can play against all the fighters from Europe or Asia or blah 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 continent, and you only play as like five characters from that part of the world, and that's pretty much it. If you want to get the glad it's suddenly King of Fighters ninety four again. Yeah, and if you want to play the the story is in the big story mode, which has Cutscenes that are done by they found a twelve year old on DeviantArt who is not very good at art. Like, can you can you do the cu- producer's cousin? Yeah, can you do the, can you do charcoal drawings of our stories? I'm like, okay, um, but anyway, so there's that. It's not very good. But I've also been playing Rhythm Heaven Paradise. Yes, which isn't is, it Fever? I'm pretty sure it's Fever. Uh, y- yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Rhythm Heaven. Sorry, I was looking at the <laughs> Probably. Call How do I know more about this game that you're playing right now, Matt? It's because I want to play that game so hard. That's yes, I guess so, Ben. Talk about it. I guess. Can you talk about it? Yeah, of course. Better, it's I don't it's care great. If you can't talk about it. It's great. It's great. It's, talk about know, it so much. It's funny because I actually don't know where the embargo is, so I don't know when I'm, you know, whatever. You know, just if I get sued, I get sued. You know, so. Yeah, I'm pretty it sure one of our Monday, 500 so. listeners <laughs> will, works for uh, whatever company does Rhythm Heaven is going to be really Nintendo. mad at you, Matt. But um, it's exactly that is just gonna be furious. It's exactly what you expected to be. It's a console, home console version of the DS games, and it's really super cute. They did it. I haven't played through the whole thing because the problem is I I don't have much rhythm, so it's it's hard. I found <laughs> Rhythm Heaven really hard myself. I couldn't. I uh, thought I was pretty decent at music games. I'm, no, the, the trick is you gotta you gotta jam with it. Well, you gotta do the head yeah, bob. Yeah, you just gotta like don't even look at the screen or just be like, well. I'm actually no one saw that, but to reference yeah. to reference an earlier game club offering, I had a I had some difficulty with Cave Story when we did um, game club because I played it on the DSI, and I think I would have I would have had a better time with bosses if I played it on the home version on a console where the where the the display isn't bigger. moving. So yeah. I'm doing better with the Wii version because on the DSI version I was like as I was trying to jam. The display is shaking, and I'm... Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, God, Ben's just smirking at me like... <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I'm not at all. I'm not at all. <laughs> Anyways, no. yeah, so... I'm, I'm working on my posture, Matt. Dang. Which <laughs> anyway. causes you to laugh. Anyways, yeah, so um, it's good. You know, it's, it's awesome. They did a great job with the translations. It's super cool, super cute. So there's at least one more Wii game you guys can add to your collection. Yeah, honestly, that is the only reason I still have a Wii. I'm so excited for that game. It's well with that, and we're gonna play Monster Hunter. We're gonna Wii speak together. One of these. Okay, there days. are three games that I will play on my Wii, and then I will be done with it. Four games: uh, Monster Hunter Try, Rhythm Heaven Fever, Xenoblade, and Skyward Sword. Oh, yeah, I saw Xenoblade. Got the email about that. Yeah. Um, let's see what I've been up to. Well, I moved this week from my other house to our new house, so that's why I sound yeah. a little bit more echoey. But we have way more room, bigger backyard for the dogs. They can't come up here because I have a door. To this room, <laughs> not just a door, door, like a baby gate too. So like they can't get through both of those things. So that's pretty sweet. 
Um, but I have actually had some time to not just finish Okami, but play a couple um, iOS games. I believe these are both iPad only, but one might not. Um, I've been playing a game called Kingdom Rush, which is a tower defense game. I love me some tower defense games, but I find that um, even within that genre, they kind of split down two two paths. And I feel like the path where it's a little more strategic, it's a little more about placing your towers and upgrading them, uh, sort of the pixel junk monsters was one of my favorites in that. And then kind of a really weird, like, you use the towers to build the path that they will go along, and that's kind of the strategy, and I don't really like that one so much. So this one's been really good. It was, I think I got it for like 99 cents or something ridiculously cheap as that, and I've put in uh, several hours, I'd say, into it. And it's, it just reminds me a lot of Pixel Junk Monsters. It's a really high-quality little tower defense game. You can upgrade your towers. You've got different sorts of towers you can work with. There's a set path, really cute art style, um, really well, high-quality game for, like, 99 cents, 2 bucks. And it's one of these things that's making me realize, man, $2 for something that I probably will put in 10 to 12 hours in and there, there are $60 games or, that I'm like not even getting that same value out of. No, I can see why companies would be a little worried about that. Not necessarily that they need to find a way to defeat it or jump on the bandwagon, but just that that is the thing for people. Kind of, it makes people wonder, like, I don't know, can I really value my $60 whatever game to a... I think there's a Penny Arcade comic about it where he's like, you buy one game for $60, I'll buy $60 worth of iOS games... And we'll see who has more fun in the end. Um, but it's been a really good time. It's, that one is iPad only. But if you enjoy tower defense oh. games, it's really good. Ben? I want to talk about a better game than the one you just talked about. Ghost Trick. <laughs> iOS. Oh, Go get yeah. it right now. I forgot to talk about that too. Yeah. yeah. But Ben, you're the how, biggest fan of is that? Oh, yeah, it was... Oh, it's so good on the iOS. Um, I bought it when it came out. And um, me, Melvin, and one of our friends, we just like sat in Melvin's room and just like played it for hours. I love that game. It's so good. And the iOS version, like it, it transfers perfectly. I mean, it's a touch-controlled game. And I mean, I, at first I wasn't free? a big fan. Well, huh? uh, you, it's not free. Yeah. Oh, Basically, you download the game, and the first two levels are free. But then you can purchase the remainder of the the levels. And, and Ben, how much does it cost? Because I haven't purchased it yet. Uh, for the full game, it's ten dollars. Okay, but um, it's not too bad. As it's as not bad. as beautiful as it was on the DS, it looks like Ben. Yeah. It looks so like. Did they rescan everything in, or I mean, it looks so I nice. I don't think they did. Um, and is it just a better resolution? I, I think it's screen? all the same. It might. I think it's just the better resolution. Yeah. And there might be better brightness because of the screen. I don't know. It looks really good. Uh-huh. Definitely worth it. Yeah. At least get the free ones and play the first two chapters. Yeah, it's such a weird. It's I'm happy that people play it, but it just makes me wonder. Okay, I got the the thirty dollar one for DS, and now it's like ten bucks for mm-hmm. iPad, and looks even better. That's kind of I don't know. Well, that's, that's kinda, Garrett. That's life. <laughs> yeah, you but know. I mean, it's exactly that thing Nintendo was worried about. Um, the other game I've been playing is called Coral. Coral, like a fight. And it's a oh, it's a combination yeah. of Risk and Scrabble, both games that I don't really care don't for at like. all. Okay. But it combines in a way that makes both of those games way way better. The only downside to it is that the interface is very childish. It's very it's, it looks like it's really meant for kids. But the core gameplay is still Risk and Scrabble. 
So they give you a risk-like board where you've got, you know, seven or eight tiles and you own certain property or certain, you know, tiles on there. And every tile you have at the end of a turn, you get more units like in Risk. So it's a, it's a trying to get a whole of territory game. But the actual fighting, unlike in Risk, where you like both roll attack and defense dies and as the mower guys, you know, wins the battle. This one, you, depending on how many guys you're fighting with and how many you have to defend with, that is the size of a Scrabble type word you will make. And whoever can make the higher point scoring word wins the fight. So instead of rolling dice, it's, okay, well, I've got five guys attacking your three, so I get to make a word with five letters, and you get to make a word with three who can make a word that's worth more points. The guy with three, if he has, like, a Z in there and he can make a word with that, he still might win. So it's actually been really fun. It's a, it's free. I played probably three or four matches. I think you pay for additional levels if you want them. But if you like word games which I generally don't I actually find this one a, a nice little mix of two games that I normally wouldn't care about at all. And if this was like, I was like, man, I would actually play Risk if this was the way that you fought each other. Like if I could get the Scrabble board out and then kind of go, okay, who can make the higher instead of rolling the dice? Because I feel like it has, it's less random. I mean, you know, who has, yeah. you know, the word, t- the tiles to get at random, but yeah, being able to make a word strategy. is more strategy. So been playing those but just man yeah, surprised how much i'm actually playing games in my ipad like i'm getting more and more games on here than apps so there is a it's version of there's a version of that game that actually just came up for xbox live um and i know a bunch, oh. i know a bunch of people have been raving about it but like you when i heard about it like i don't like either of those games so no neither do i but yeah. it's it's actually a fun combination of the two mm. getting it for ipad or iphone is good because it's free i don't know how much it is on xbox it's so 800 points which, oh, yeah, I heard they're finally getting off the points. Yeah. They're going to go to yeah. real dollars. I'm so that's, glad that's happening. That's the rumor. Point. Okay, let's take a break here, and we'll get into some other topic after this. So stay tuned. Hey, everybody, this is Charlie with Audio Candy. I've got very limited access to the Internet at the moment, so instead of keeping up with the new music out there, I've decided to go back through my archives and see if there weren't any gems I could dust off for you. This time I'm looking at the Geno B-Sides. From the Game Music for All album, Heavy Troopa is ready to launch. sides are definitely more raw, experimental, or simplistic than the rest of the album. It's generally worth a listen, but I wouldn't expect most of it to make it into your regular playlist. Still, I'm kind of impressed that this album included a B-Sides disc at all. Usually these online albums focus on putting their best foot forward at all times. The first two discs on the album are certainly more polished, but if OC Remix albums have any entries that they don't consider worthy of the final album, they're either sent to the trash bin or back to the drawing board. There's merit to both approaches. One way focuses on bringing its musicians up to a certain standard, and the other puts the music out there in case someone digs a track that may be a little... strange.
There are several oddball tracks I could leave you guys with. There's this one track on here of what I assume is a pop song mashed up with a medley of Super Mario RPG tracks. And there's this other kind of impressive rap song about getting drunk set to the tune of the final battle. If you're interested, go ahead and find the album at GameMusicForAll.com. That's GameMusic, the number four, all.com. Instead, I'm going to leave you with a rather chill rendition of the Factory theme by a guy with three separate tracks on the B-Sides album. Probably because, while he's not really bad, his samples are kind of low quality. Still, it's worth a listen. This is Weapons Factory, by The Tsunami Effect. From the Geno B-Sides off the album, Heavy Troopa is ready to launch.
Okay. Well, let's talk about Okami. Let's, uh, so again, spoilers throughout this section, despite how far we may or may not have gotten through it, we will be talking through the end of the game. Um, for those who were playing along, uh, the points for this week where we started, um, we were finishing up, so we had Sin City Part 2, The Dragon Palace, uh, Ani Island, Back to the City, and then Kamui to the end of the game. Uh, were all the points, um, but you know anything is up for grabs now since we're talking about the end of the game. So um, let's start off with the how far did we get? Because usually everyone should have beaten it, but I don't. I don't think we did. So I beat it. It took me, I think it was like thirty hours. I took a picture of like the end game little screenshot it gives you, but I came in at about thirty hours. And there was, like I said, a fair amount of just, like, leaving it on while I was doing other things. So my actual playtime was probably, like, maybe 27 hours or so. Mm -hmm. um, Matt, how far did you make it through on the grand adventure of Okami? Well, I, def I, I, I got to the what should have been the ending. I defeated Orochi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, uh, I'm, that's my recommendation for the game in the end. It's going to be, that's the, uh, that's our, oh, whoa. Never mind, my playtime was 38 hours. Holy crap. Thanks. Yeah. That was a lot more than I thought it was going to be. And it says 46 days passed between when I started and finished the file. Yikes. Crazy. I had zero deaths, though. Cause, Did you? Yeah. Well, because it wasn't ever... Nice. I mean, you always have crap tons of the bones. Yeah, you have that little pouch, which I never used. I had two of them, and I never even saw what it did. So. Yeah, I don't think I did. Okay, Ben, how far, how far did you make it through? Remember last time we did a Game Club podcast on Okami? Uh-huh. That one. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, remind the people, where were you at the last one? Like, how far did you make it then? Um, we had just finished Tiny World. Okay. With, uh, we just uh, so you the Emperor. You went to the Emperor stuff. Okay. Yeah. Well, I had to approach this then, so... <laughs> uh, have you know, we, I YouTube the ending, so we can still have a discussion on it. We can. Well, okay. Let's In pure Liz fashion. Let's just start with people's impressions of the game then and why they didn't make it as far as they did because I think that will be more relevant than anything than me just pontificating yeah. about the parts I played through and so forth so yeah. um, who, who's Matt you're looking like you're you're eager to begin yeah I mean a lot of the complaints that I had which is the game just felt meandering didn't have much of a focus I got the whole gimmick of people aren't necessarily supposed to be relatable or identifiable because it's telling this morality play and it's more to, in my mind, it's more to see what's happening than to get wrapped up in, you know, in then identifying with a certain character. But, yeah. you know, that works for a really short thing, but as it just drags on and my inability to really identify or even like characters, it's just, just war on my patience. It was... I mean, as, there was a lot of cool things in the game, but there was a lot of... There wasn't one... Okay, I take that back. There were some really big basic no-nos, which in other games I would have been willing to overlook and ignore or live with, mm -hmm. but it was just like the ultimate combo of like... I, so I, what were your some of the big no-nos that you're talking about? Well, again, it just, it just felt like it was aimless. It, it didn't mm -hmm. feel like there was much of a focus. Um, okay. I No, actually... I knew what the focus was. I just didn't find it very compelling. That yeah, there we go. That <laughs> coupled with the and um, the more I the more I thought about, it, the more I regret 
switching to the PS2 version because the camera <laughs> and the controls were just obnoxious. Like, in the Moon Shrine, I kept on getting lost. I didn't know what was going on. I, like, I actually got fairly part of the way through, but I couldn't save. I just sort of quit. I mean, that also hurt. Like, I did play a good part of amount of the game, and I wasn't able to save. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just so frustrated. Like, that was my goal. I just wanted – my real goal was to get to where Ben was at because, as you might recall, the idea of, like, being in a, a little little wolf. Yeah, the yeah. Honey, I Shrunk that, that the was, Kids yeah. part was cool. That was fun. I, I like that movie, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. But um, <laughs> in, in, in Inner Space, I don't know if anyone remembers that film. But anyways. Oh, yeah. Inner so, space. yes. But, you know, it's like I just want to get to the point where I heard that this should have been the ending – but it wasn't, and I felt peace of mind. Um, yeah. It just everyone I talked. So you got you got up to Orochi and you yeah. beat him. Did you do any yeah. of the little festival stuff right after no, that? No, no. Okay, because that's really where it's like, wait, now we're gonna go party, and yeah. it really pulls yeah. you out again. I heard, it's yeah. It's just it's funny because like I told a lot of people about this. You know, I'm in this fan gamer podcast game club. We're playing Orochi. Um, we're playing Okami, and uniformly, everyone was like. Wow, that game is really rough, dude. Like, it's really long. Wow. It's really boring. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. There was one person. A lot of people. There was one person that I know. He is like the biggest Okami fan. So mm-hmm. over dinner, I asked him, like, "Well, what did you like about it?" And he just he, he was very general. He loved the atmosphere and the things mm-hmm. that I found very nitpicky didn't really bother him. And I, I sat down and I really tried to grill him. Like, you didn't have a problem with this. You didn't have a problem with that. And as he talked, I began to feel a little guilty because he painted this beautiful picture of like this wonderful experience. Like, trust me, it pays off in the end. Admittedly, the, the festival stuff, the side quests, they're a bit meandering. Yeah. They that focus. But it all works out in the end. But then the more research I did, it just seemed... And then we had that conversation last week where even you were, Garrett, you were, like, you were sort of the biggest champion of the game, or at least mm-hmm. you wanted to have the best attitude towards it and yeah. even you were like oh man this is starting to really I'm starting to lose yeah. it here it's like uh, I don't know I, I, basically one of the games that I was going to get on my list uh, Okami for the DS is now off my list like I just so don't care about yeah. the, the franchise anymore that's funny because I think some people were talking about that in the forum thread saying that it's it does overcome some of these problems like it, it's a little more even paced I think but I, I don't blame you for that to be yeah. honest but one of the things that of what you were just saying that you had someone who really liked it, but the majority of the people were kind of really not about it, which is funny because I always, for me, I hear everyone talking very positively about it. But then when I said, okay, this is Game Club, guys, we're going to do it, and I started putting up the threads, and I started putting it on Facebook, and started putting it on Twitter, more often than not, the comments were either, oh, that's a really long game, or mm-hmm. I could never really get into that game. Yeah, or, yeah this is, there was this one thing that really bugged me about it, and I couldn't get into it. And to be honest, we've done other game clubs that people haven't been interested in, but at least they kind of have listened along. I don't honestly actively get people saying, oh, I tried the game you're trying, and it was not for me very often. I mean, you'll get one or two, but like, I was a little worried, so I'm like, huh. We're getting a lot of people who this is one of their favorite games, so what's going on? And that comes back to one of my theories that I'll probably explain a little bit when we do our final three questions, which is this is a game that is very big, but in my opinion could be could use could use a lot of editing, a lot of removal, yeah. um, and could could really condense in all these really great things that make one great game. 
but the story would be difficult to keep throughout that process. So regardless of that, it would have been a great game for someone who doesn't have a lot of money and has a lot more time because it, it provides a large world which you can play in. As a kid, I would have loved this because there was yeah. so much to do. But as an adult, I don't... And I, I wrote this in a, in a forum thread saying, I don't feel that a lot of games that get over 20 hours that that experience is going to be better than me doing something out in the real world that's 20 hours. Mm. Not, I mean, some games can do it, but I don't think as many that are as long as 20 hours or more can achieve that same thing. So that may, that's more of an, a, a viewpoint of someone who's getting older. I don't know. But I just how you value your time. But um, Ben, t- so how far did you got through, as far as you did last time, so through the Emperor kind of yep. stuff, which is... In my opinion, right in the biggest lull of the game. I mean, it goes yeah. down a little bit further from there, but like mm-hmm. that's a rough area. So I don't, I, don't, I understand why yeah. you stopped there. But what were some of the reasons for not coming back to it? Well, the reason I decided I wasn't going to play this game anymore is because you, Garrett, made a tweet that Rao comes back, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. I, I do not want to listen to Easton talk about that girl's boobs anymore. I'm out. Peace. Uh. But um, <laughs> it, it was pretty much that, and um. That addressed, like, the whole other issue that, like, this game is really weirdly pandering in some spots that I didn't think was it's funny. It's only or... that area of the game, to be honest. That's what's so really? odd about it. No, like, I, I was on the same boat with you. I was like, yeah, this game panders in weird areas. It's only that section. I almost feel like they had three different people design the game. Like, one guy mm-hmm. made the beginning, who was buddies with the guy who made the end. But the guy <laughs> who was in the middle, nobody liked him, and he just tried to connect the two. and Because it, it feels disjointed, but... Yeah. Um, Rao ends up being so weird and dumb because she's a bad guy, and that's why I, they, I figured. So, and I totally called that when I was like, "So yeah, wait, I saw that tweet. This I'm like, is yeah, so weird." Right. And Pyro guys like, "Dude, you did you you already knew she's a bad guy?" I'm like, "No, I just figured that. Oh no, I guess yeah, that is. I was just making a joke, a bad joke at that. And unfortunately, that was the truth. That she's a very a cliche guy. joke. Yeah. Okay. But so yeah, it um, wasn't compelling. Wasn't compelling. Um, as you guys were saying, just inconsistency. I mean, with the pacing of the game, but as I talked about last time, the tone of the game as well. Mm-hmm. That, like, this game couldn't decide whether or not it wanted to be funny or if it wanted to, like, provide, like, a sort of deep and artistic look at sort of this ancient lore. And, I don't know, I wasn't along for the ride. It threw me off. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I also, it's, it's, it's too long. The game's too long. Yeah. <laughs> um... He's got okay. better stuff to do. So let's... I'm going to talk more about my feelings on it as we talk through the, the rest of the game that we... The next uh, play point. So after you finish the whole part with the, the Emperor, um, some some plot comes by, and in my opinion, this is one of the lower points in the game. Mm-hmm. Because you're really... One of the things I, I wrote in the forum post was, Akami is at its worst when you are indoors... Because not only does you have to fight with that camera, it's the inside of these buildings are really dull and really yeah. boring for the most part. And Okami's about nature and being outside and seeing all these yeah. these beautiful things. And I mean, we we read about on the wiki page when we first started that this was game started as a tech demo of just being pretty nature stuff. And, I believe it now, and I do too. Like the more I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so. As a sort of tangent that relates to this, I've been watching through the old um, one-up show uh, they okay. used to do, and I got to the episodes where they actually started talking about Okami because it's near the end of the PS2 life cycle and the beginning of the new 
or the current gen that we were yeah. at. And they all love it. They love the crap out of it. Sure. And I'm like, gosh, am I, like Matt was saying, what, is something wrong with me? And, and now that I've beaten the whole game, I, it's not that there's something wrong with me. It's that I just don't, I don't have a very high tolerance for hours upon hours of dull, um, I'm not being engaged. And it's not because I don't want to like the game. It's because the game isn't doing anything to pull me in. And then some of that's cultural. We sort of talked about the, the way they tell a story. So the first example of this I have is the first part of this play point. When you get up to... Uh, north Ryoshima coast. So you're back outside. You're no longer in buildings. You get to the new area. I'm like, all right, I'm going to bloom some trees and I'm going to fight some demon gates and make it all pretty. And I'm, that's some of my favorite things to do in this game. Get praise and feed some freaking bir birds or bears or animals. It'll be fun. Yeah. You get there and Waka is there. And he lets you know, oh, I've been here for a while. Um, I already cleared this area. Um, all the stuff, the the... the Poison fog here, pretty much gone. Took care of that for you. I'm like, oh no, that's mm -hmm. like, I like that part. Like that's I haven't done that for a long time. And yeah. so you go in there and you do a lot of exploration and you do this whole section where you get on the back of like a whale and you kind of go around <laughs> these little islands, which is kind of Wind Waker reminiscent and explore. And that part's fun, but it's it doesn't play to Okami's strengths, which are these. You know, doing using your brush strokes to do cool things and exploring things in a way that lets you manipulate all the powers you have. Just yeah. moving a kami around, or not kami, Amaterasu, and like, you know, just kind of like a tank and going around like, okay, now we're gonna go over here and get this treasure yeah. chest. And every time you get an item, I did, I noticed near the end, <laughs> yeah. it tells <laughs> you the description every, every time. time. I'm like, I know what this does now. I mean, that that's okay, but and that's a nitpicky thing. This whole section, though, you know, you, you're getting new brush strokes, but they're like, now we're getting into that, like, Zelda mode where, like, you get a very specialized bomb. Well, this is a bomb chew. You can go up walls, and you can use it, like, in these three puzzles. But you, now you get the ability to walk up walls, which gives you access to new areas in the game, but it's, like, barely used. And that's yeah. another thing that kind of is sad is throughout the game, you don't really use as all these brush strokes you have. You use a couple of them a lot. But most of them you're kind of not using, or maybe that I wasn't good at yeah. the combat and I should have been using it more. Maybe, but I, I I just think that this game didn't really know what it was good at. Yeah. Um, also, it, it tried too hard to like pander to people who would want to play a Zelda game, I think, instead of people who wanted to play this game that they created that could have been really cool. And I think I mentioned this last time, but the the biggest critical mistake I did, and it was unintentional, is I started playing Okami as I was playing Skyward Sword. And when I tell people why I like Skyward Sword so much is it actually fixes a problem that a lot of Zelda games have where you go into a dungeon, you get an item, and you use it in that one dungeon, and you never touch it ever again. And Skyward mm -hmm. Sword is, is good about reusing tools throughout the entire game. And because I was so, you know, weaned on that, when I was playing Okami, it's like, okay, there, I felt myself like, oh, it's another one of these early Zelda games where, okay, there's one cool thing. I use it specifically for this purpose. It just feels like, oh, now I have 70 things in my inventory. I don't use them enough. I don't need them enough. And it just became a little too, uh, you know, again, it was a bad Zelda clone. Ultimately. That that noise. Yeah, the, just, uh. <laughs> like that when I drew my... When I drew my original graph of fun to not fun, <laughs> so I did like on a poster, <laughs> it goes, OMG, 
is the high one, and then the low point is ugh. <laughs> and anyway, I, I made like a, a better version that I put on the, <laughs> the forum thread because I was really trying to get an idea of like how much fun or not fun I was having. But um, this is another section of the game in which Asun, who is essentially the, the only person you have to really try and tie you to the, the plot of this game because the dog is just a dog. He doesn't have any emotions, yeah. thoughts, anything. And as soon is in his rare form in this portions of the game where he's just doing all the things you hate about him. Um, it, he was better in the beginning, and he gets worse throughout this section. Really? He comes back in the end, but this section he was particularly annoying. So I had several notes here where I was like, Isun is the worst. Seriously, I hate Isun. He's complaining about helping people, doing what needs to be done to save the world when <laughs> that is all we have been doing for the last yeah. 30 hours. Can you get on board? That's but what we're isn't, doing. isn't that really cliched and trite? Like, they knew, like, well, if we make him really annoying when he's a good guy at the end, it's going to be all the more right, right, right. And is it's it? like, no. Is it? No, that's my attitude. Well, think about like, this. Mm. He's essentially yeah, the. Um, the Navi, or what's the guy in uh, the new Zelda? The the, 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 the yeah, that guy. Yeah. This they just why do they make him like? Why can't they be someone like cool that you want to hang out with? Why can't they be like what's Spike's buddy on uh, Cowboy Bebop, the old dude? Why can't they be like that guy, like pretty cool and like could kind of beat you up like a Master Apprentice thing, not totally annoying dude to weird dog god. Anyway. Um, there's a lot more parts here where there's a lot of exposition where they're trying to tell you the story. But to be honest, this game is told in like six acts. But it's like act one has stuff that relates to act six. But kind of the stuff that happens in the middle are their own stories that start and end in there and could be completely removed from the story for the most part <laughs> and still have that one overarching four act, you know introduction rising climax resolution that has been very successful in the western world for many years um storytelling uh mechanic but as you progress through this section you you make your way through this cat call tower where you get the ability to climb walls and that part is just like <laughs> it's kind of a good epitome of what this game is just just keep climbing up this tower climb up this tower and get a get a treasure box no. tell me what the item is Climb up the tower, climb up the tower, climb up the tower. Another treasure box, over and over. Get to the top, have, uh, I think, some sort of like mini boss fight with some guys. Um, and then eventually you get back in and you for, to find out that um, Ryo or whatever, she's a bad guy. And you have to fight her. And it was sort of, a, I don't know where my notes, I think it was sort of under, underwhelming. Um, and you go and do the dragon part where the queen of the dragons ends up turning into a dragon to because the old other water dragon died and only a water dragon can break the barrier to Oni Island. It was supposed to like be this really big momentous sacrifice, right? Now she's got to be this dragon dude that just hangs out in the ocean all the time. But like you have like two and a half dialogue scenes of this chick. <laughs> when was I supposed to feel engaged with her and feel bad? And this is where... It's that consistency that thing that Ben was talking about. Because here, bad storytelling. Later in the game, excellent storytelling. There's people I'm feeling tied to, and I want to hear more about them. So that's why it feels really weird. Like they almost have like three people designing this game. Because throughout this section, it I was it. it was really rough. Um, there's as you get into Ani Island, which I really hated because it's an island. You think maybe it'll be outside? No, 
it's an island with a huge fortress on it, and you're indoors the whole time. And most mechanics are race mechanics. So it's you racing this paper through dangerous things where you need to slow down time or jump very specifically. And I was like, oh, God, if Matt ever gets this far, (laughs) if he hasn't quit by this point, he's going to quit right (laughs) here. Because there was moments where I'm like, the camera is why I'm losing Uh because I couldn't get around certain angles. And like I was saying previously, the the camera's not that bad in this game, I feel. This is a point at which... There were some I wanted to throw a control. I'm just I'm moments. just visualizing everything you're saying, and I visualize myself throwing my PlayStation Two against the wall. Just like, it just sounds well, it sounds like hell. It's on funny because I feel like they knew that this section was rough because there's a part where you have to race this little prayer slip across um, this this chasm, and they have little platforms you have to jump across, and the camera kind of wigs out a little bit through this process, and. Every time I would die, they would add more platforms. And then eventually I died so many times that it was just a, it like was a bridge <laughs> across. And I thought, I very much thank you, game, for That's doing good. this for me. But if you had to do that, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But it, I guess the whole idea was if you could do it very well, you'd get more money. Which then comes back to the money. Throughout the game, the money is like, I have so much of yeah. it. Yeah. And then it comes to the point where I need to buy a crazy item right like an expensive weapon and I don't have enough money but I go sell all the weird crap I picked up now I have enough money I'm broke I get to the next point I've saved up enough money same thing I'm not sure that that was balanced very well or maybe there was a bunch of side quest stuff I didn't do that was going to make me want to have more money but I I never really found that to be true at least in in my exploration of it Um, so you go on and you actually finally, when you beat Oni Island, gosh, how do you, is there a boss? Rao isn't the boss of Oni Island. The boss for Oni Island is, oh, Ninetales, which is, is kind of like Rao. I don't know. Yeah, Ninetales was actually a really, and this is, again, we've always said this, so I'm just, you know, preaching to the choir here again. The art style is so good oh, throughout. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. bosses are cool. The little cutscene art is really yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Ninetales looks so badass. The fight is, again, kind of like... You'll remember this more than that bull fight that Ben completely forgot. Because when at the end of the game, you have to fight him again. I go, oh, that wait, guy. this guy. Oh, he was the... Fi- oh, this is a boring fight. There is nothing <laughs> to this guy. Um I was able to get the the best rating on killing him. So for the record, I don't even remember anymore. Like yeah, he I was he was anymore. pretty dull. Um, but then you get the ability to uh, I think somewhere in here you get the ability to use lightning or like right after that. And again, it's like a mechanic that you use a couple more times throughout the game. A lot in boss battles later on, but I don't know. It's a little disappointing that it's just draw a line from the lightning to the thing you want to hit. Draw a line from the water to the thing you want to hit. Draw a line from the fire to the thing you want to hit. It's not like the wind where draw a swirl or draw a bloom or draw two slashes. Like They don't even try and make what? you do anything more complex <laughs> than a line or a circle. And I, I, maybe I should appreciate that, but I don't know. Like The breaststroke stuff was supposed to be like an intricate part of that gameplay. It would have been nice to yeah. do something a little more intricate than a circle with a dot and a yeah, line. There's I mean, a, lot of, a lot of missed opportunities. There's, no, there's no real reason, there's no proof of this, but it seems like someone said arbitrarily, this game has to be 40 hours long. We have a beginning, yeah. we have an ending. Okay, guys, 
fill her up. And, uh, you know, yep. one guy just couldn't think of anything, and he's like, I'll just do a line here. And well, it's it's all, I think it's almost the opposite. It's like they had a brainstorming session where they're like, everything is good. Put it all in. And then they have to find a way to make a story that should have been told in a much smaller space fill a much larger space. And I think that's unfortunately one of the... Uh, one of the, the weaknesses of the game. Um, yeah. But that is the point at which you're near the lowest. And then it takes this huge upward swing of being the game I loved and was playing at the very beginning. Which I'm just yeah. like, what? What when is happening? design number one comes back. So, <laughs> okay, so act six. My first note when I'm starting this, I go, are there any six act plays? Like, <laughs> what is that? Like, this would explain sure, at like... its heart why the pacing is so poor, but... Four acts is truly the master recipe for a reason. Maybe there is a, a style of six act plays, but no. I don't know. Maybe like um, Ring of the Nibelon or something. <laughs> is, there a, is there a cheat code where I can just jump to act six? Or... Yeah. Can you just, well, okay. Can you mail me your memory card, Garrett? I so really I can... want, like, act six, like, when I got there, I'm like, it is a shame that you guys will not be able to play that because that is where it's a refined, great pacing. There's characters who are like, oh, you're interesting. You're back in nature. You're blooming things. You're feeding animals. You're doing that core kind of Zelda-like gameplay, but the Still Okami spin on it. Good. Yeah, the things that make you enjoy the game all over again. Like, And I'm like, oh, this is great because I miss these things. So you go to the, the snowy north and you start going through um, and you get immediately into this fight with this guy named Oki. And he becomes a major character in the endgame plot, which... I commented saying, well, it's he's an interesting guy. He's got a very interesting story that you learn about, and I care about him. They did a good job with explaining him, but gosh, it, sure, the whole game? it is a little late to be bringing in someone this pivotal. Why aren't we exploring Wakamore, who's been here since the beginning, or, or someone else? And that's something that, maybe that's a Japanese style of storytelling, that I feel like you have these characters that are interesting at the end of the game. Why not have them in the earlier parts of the game and have them have complex things that happen and have them change over time. Garrett, I think you should separate in your brain what are Japanese methods of storytelling and what are bad methods of storytelling because I think this is just a bad You're right. story. You're uh, right. Because there, told we were talking about this last time. Oh my gosh, this is like Final Fantasy. Like, yeah. we're all of a sudden the bad guy you've been fighting isn't him, it's somebody else and then there's the, the late game switcheroo. Oh, you know, that's not really the bad guy either. It's this guy. He's the bad guy. And here's a bunch of new people that, that are very important that you haven't known about till the very end. That's like this, I don't know, Final Fantasy has done it, that in many of the ones I've played. You know, the, the, yeah. the game is so awkward in the beginning for reasons that are cultural that I guess when it gets even dumber and stupider, you just want to find a good reason for it. But nah, just maybe it's just sloppy narrative of storytelling and, you know, just... I've seen plenty of Japanese movies where, oh, the cool guy, he's been there from, since day one, and, oh, it's, it's all the more effective when he turns out to be important near the end, where what you just yeah. described just sounds sort of dumb. Like, oh, okay. I, and it, it happens it, in so many games, though. And it validates the or whole, so like, stories. it validates the whole, like, yeah, three different people working on this game, and they didn't really talk with each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, at this point, uh, if you guys remember earlier in the game, one of the characters who I did enjoy and has a very minor role but keeps coming back is the archer who has to shoot the cannon at the gates of CN City and okay. open it. And then later, uh, the north Ryoshomi shore or whatever, 
he shoots his arrow to like help you bloom a tree and get this thing. So you meet him again, and then you finally meet him for the last time in this area, and you you imbue his uh, bow with like lightning power, and something happens again. And every time you do this, it freaks him out. He's like, "Oh my gosh, this I shouldn't I have too much power." But at this point, he finally is like. He accepts this about himself that he's got this great power, and there's the resolution of your story with him because he's he's kind of nice. He always gives you apples after you talk to him, mm-hmm. and feeds up your astral pouch, and and he's like he talks about how he's found his purpose in life, and and is soon kind of actually has this nice moment with him where they talk about you know where they want to go, and it gives you, gives you this feeling that as soon as like a teenage boy who just doesn't quite understand where he wants to go in life, and that's why he's mm-hmm. so annoying. That was a little nice part. You get in there, there's a little bit of world exploration, not tons. Um, you're not like having to do tons of side quests, but there's a couple cool things to do. Um, the snow is kind of a nice change of pace. Um, when you run in the snow, instead of leaves popping up behind you, it's like these little frost uh, little uh, oh, yeah. snowflakes, which is pretty cool. cool. And then you get to this open area uh, after the little city there that's a pretty cool little city, and you meet this town and learn about the tribe and their role in the world. and it's actually a really compelling kind of world. And you're like, oh, I wish I had these guys. Their tribe has a meaning and a purpose. The first guys I met, that first town, they were just victims of Orochi. But yet everyone in CN City seems to be fine. So it's just this one little crappy town. Like there's there's not really a real development there. Um, but you get into this big open area. And there's this huge like boat sunk in the water. And it's got these crazy glyphs all over the side of it. And you're like, what is this? And you kind of go up and explore it. And... Assumes like, what is this thing? I've heard about it, but I've never seen it. And it's got a very different art style that's still kind of like the Okami art style, but it's different. Everything's very glowy, and you're like, what is this about? And it opens up this entire new story arc for the rest of the game, which is really interesting, and interesting enough that it should have been there from the beginning. And, and, odd, and, and oddly similar to Assassin's Creed, if you've played any of those games... It was really kind of crazy how similar the art style is for what essentially amounts to crazy aliens from another realm who are <laughs> the real gods that came to this planet and brought evil with them on their crazy god boat. Um, and, and, they have, <laughs> and they have this special uh, you know, art style. that, But it's just weird because it's like this glowy art style, which is the same as the... I forget what they're called in Assassin's Creed, but like the... The, the Apple of Eden yeah, that game, yeah, yeah. it looks like they must have like been copying each other. So I just thought it was kind of cool. They both have a similar story of these ancient aliens that have come to Earth and brought with them evil and their problems, and that's what has taken over. So oh. the storyline through the rest of the game, you, you, you kind of interact with those. But before you get to that, which wasn't as interesting as I probably just made it sound, you go back in time, like Marty McFly. Aww. You go through this demon gate that they talk about being... No, it's actually really cool. Like, the reason he goes, you got to rescue this girl. And you go deep into the forest. And this is an area where no one goes. Because all we know is if you go here, it's bad. If you mess with this gate, it does a bad thing. Because it goes back in time, and you can mess with the future. And that's why it's bad. But no one ever says that. Um, on your way there, you discover Isun's, uh hometown, where he comes from. And you shrink down, and you meet his... It's like a honey, I, I shrunk the kids situation again. You, his town lives in a little stump, and you explore his mm-hmm. town and talk to his buddies and find out about his dad who hates him 
and because he won't be a celestial envoy. Do they so all go out, like, yeah, you know that guy you're hanging out with? He's really annoying. Like, how can you put up with him for this much? <laughs> it's funny because he really does have the I hate my dad thing. Like, that's his, his, his <laughs> gimmick. But um, it turns out that those little small dudes, that every once in a while, one of them is destined to be the Navi of the game. Yeah. To be the celestial envoy and to be the person who sits on top of the dog's head and defeat evil. Talks like that's moves. their job. And so his son uh, is, has become that even though he never wanted to be that. He didn't want to be like his dad. He didn't want to. It's just funny how contrite this is now that I start saying it out loud. Yeah. But that is the story. But this is still one of the stronger points in the game. Like I was having a lot of fun through here. There's a lot of really interesting things happening. You go back in time. You reenact the events a hundred years ago, and you find out like why the Orochi fight happens and like why they were able to overcome him, and it's just it ties up a bunch of things in a really cool way there. And mm -hmm. I beat that, and I'm just like, man. And I got up my sake that I had been drinking earlier and got sick of. I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna finish this out strong. I'm gonna get up the sake. I'm gonna every time I make one of those guys have one of the uh, sake bombs, I'm gonna take one and drink it and finish <laughs> it. And I'm like, this is great. This is the best game. Woo! And then, and then, it goes, then three and then more it, hours. It goes on for another several hours after oh, that. Boy. And that's where it's like, oh no, you had such a good stopping point. So they introduced this whole storyline of uh, aliens oh. that you uh, that have come on this arc from the celestial plane. And they were escaping evil there, but they didn't know that on the arc with them was all these monsters that they were trying to hide from. So the monsters kill everyone on the boat, but one dude... So they brought smallpox. And, and that one dude escapes onto Nippon, and all the monsters that are there now, Orochi and all those guys, are looking for that guy. They want to kill him, and then they want to just be bad dudes. They want to do hood rat things <laughs> to their friends, basically. Um, you, you go through what now becomes another sort of zone of pain and torture where you have to do another kind of uh, indoor balancing act of scales and indoor platforming and freezing things. And it's just mm -hmm. like, not the worst platforming, but it wasn't as fun as things you've done before. And it's like, oh, I thought the game would be over. You fight then these. You fight all the bosses again, right? Well, even before that, you fight some more. There's like the final spirit thing, these two owls, and they're very difficult to fight. And then you go back and you you defeat them and you find out okay we got to go on this arc, and the celestial arc we got to put Waka on there because it turns out Waka is the guy they've been looking for all the time. He is that dude. He is a super Sam with his blonde hair. He's a celestial <laughs> being. He needs to go back on the boat and leave. And Almaterasu must go with him because she's a god and she must return. And so you get on the boat. And there's this big old touching moment where Soon's like, I can't go with you. I told you. I was just here to steal those brush strokes from you. I'm not going to come yeah. with you. And I just, I think I wrote down on there, I said, Soon, ah, he's just bitched out. He's bitch made. He's bitch made. Ah, he just leaves. I was, you know, that's a great ending for you, Soon. That is what you deserve. You should leave. <laughs> and so, like, there's, like, this rainbow bridge that he's standing on, and it just drops, and then he just falls <laughs> into the water. And I'm like, yeah. As soon, and then Amaterasu is like all sad and like looking like, oh, you're not. And all of a sudden, she's got a character now. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> okay. So you go into the boat, and you have to fight all the major bosses again. And it's you no, know, the spider boss, not so bad. The bull, not so bad. The blight, not so bad. 
Ninetales, not so bad. You have to do the entire Orochi fight again. Really? For the third time. Are you serious? I am so serious. Okay. I'm really mad hearing this right now. Why? To be honest, I'm really good at that fight now. <laughs> like, sure. I got you do that it three down. damn times. Like, okay, first of all, is the second time you do it any different at all? The second time's actually fun because it's in this context of this is the first time we overcome him. Sure, There's a couple other that, characters. It's But is it different? It might be slightly like the sort of attacks they use, but it is still the same repetition of shoot the golden pea into their mouths. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. Okay, yeah. so let's take a look at what year this game... What, game, what year did this game come out? This came out at the very end of the PS2 era. Like 2000. 360 was yeah, out. 2004, 2005, you know. Okay. We, we were just talking about uh, Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest in the chat. I think. But yeah, we were talking about Simon's Quest in the chat, and that game is notorious for being made... In a very weird time in video games where people were just doing anything they could to boost the length of their game. And with Castlevania 2, it was making everything really tedious and being really unfair and stupid and awful in a bad game. And why are we doing this in 2006? Why are we making you fight every boss again for the sake of making a longer game when there's no damn point to it? I don't know. Okay, to be honest, I haven't played a lot of Japanese games. Does this happen a lot of them? Like no! Like you have to fight no, all the guys no, again? No. No. Okay. no. You know, again, when I, one of the people, when I told that I'm playing this game, uh, my buddy Steve from Kotaku, he pretty much says, you know, you, you fight that damn dragon like three, four times over. You know that, right? And I had just only started the game. I'm like, wait a minute. Like the main bad guy's like, yep. You fight him like three times. It's like, that's, that's all you but need to know. he's not even the main bad guy. That's yeah. what I don't get. Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of plot holes that don't make sense. If there's all these evil spirits... Yeah, Orochi's the only one we're worried about the whole time. I don't know. So you you go into the this... arc, and there's this. It's got a cool art style. It reminds me of Assassin's Creed a lot when you're getting towards the crazy alien parts. And you go into these different rooms, and you just fight the five dudes again. And then a platform opens up, and you fight the last boss, the true evil dude, Yami. Yeah, he is yeah. the dude. And he's like, he's like a big ball that morphs, and it's a really cool-looking fight. But at this point, if you're like me, and you had just fought in a row, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Jesus. major boss fights, oh my gosh, seriously? You want to go to bed? I was like, no. I, even if I had stopped, I was just like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to want to come back to this and, and go through. You could have um, saved, right? You could have, there could have saved after those seven prelim fights right no, yeah there was all, you can save throughout the process it's not that stopped. torturous but i was like if i don't do this now i'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna yeah, do it i'll probably be done so the yammy fight though pretty pretty cool a lot of you use all your brush strokes but in very much like a metroid fashion you lose all your powers and you got to get them back yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's kind of a cool mechanic it's kind of not but the fight okay so you've just fought seven guys right Yami is like five guys in one because you kill him and then he becomes another form and you kill him again he's another form and then they do the howl like okay you finally you you killed him and then he comes up and just smacks you he's like nope I'm not really dead Uh, that was kind of funny actually yeah actually that was I wrote that I was like oh I was not expecting that I just want to say like how uninspired is your boss if it's just a sphere that's bouncing around for the first phase of it like how uninteresting how more uninteresting could it be? Or not well, even I was that, thinking not, about not even that, but it's like 
you have this big ultimate evil boss. Yeah. But, but you just fought seven other people beforehand, so that completely, you know, like before. Big it doesn't fight, make him as epic. Yeah, you should. Yeah, it's like how are you gonna how are you gonna one up fighting all these guys again? Oh, you're not. He's gonna be a ball. Well, I thought about this myself. At first, I thought this is really lame, a ball. Then I thought if he's supposed to represent the ultimate evil. Like what? What do you? What do you draw? Like what? what a is... giant swirling red face, like they do in do, Earthbound. Do a guy they already stole Earthbound's <laughs> prayer scene. Oh yeah. So as you fight him, you're getting your powers back, and I don't understand. But it's like it's like an armored ball, and the actual evils, like this little like pupa-y little dude inside who like gets pooped out when you like hurt him really bad, and you go hit that a bunch of times and do a bunch of damage and, and so forth. You get your powers back and start using those to defeat the different modes that he. He turns into, and then you can finally get to a point which, like, which I feel is one of the more low points. Oh, I forgot this. There's a slot machine mode where he's literally oh a slot machine, <laughs> and you smack him, and and you have to get him to stop at certain times in order to defeat him Man. and get your powers back. Which was like, this game sounds bad. Okay, it, it yeah. wasn't oh. that bad. It really wasn't. Man. It was just like in <laughs> conjunction so with everything like, else we talk about, it just doesn't as, make it. Sound as I was good. watching it, it was the dumbest thing uh, I had ever right, seen. Real, okay, real quick. So we originally we were supposed to record this podcast last night, but there was a point yeah. where you're like, "Okay, I need. I'm almost there." Like, where were when you thought, actually? When I thought I only needed a half an hour. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was, oh, how many? You're going through so many pages going through this. I, I was like fighting I think the owls for the oh, first time that was yeah. before like I had five more bots six more bosses oh to fight at that point. so <laughs> yeah okay but I, I still gotta stress this because I still think act six of Akami is great mm-hmm. halfway through it really starts to go down <laughs> but I think with taking more breaks it could be better but even then I have a I have a personal qualm with the fact that if you need to take breaks like yeah. this, you got to make something for me to want to come back to. Yeah. And I don't if this think game doesn't want does. you to play it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So Ben was saying, uh, soon becomes, he's, uh, he goes back to earth to be a propaganda guy for you. He's yeah. PR. He, he, he doesn't come with you cause he goes and uses all the brush strokes he learned from you to do political campaign ads for you so that people will believe in you as a god again. So all that the people, actually cute, all actually. the people you've like met that. and helped will go, oh, if I had known that was a, really a god, I should have paid tribute. I should have done something, mm-hmm. right? So all the gods finally, or all the people finally believe in you and you get super powered up. And I think you finally get, when you get Super Saiyan, you get this like tentacly more form. Yeah, it's like, pretty crazy. And it looks thing. really cool, but it's like, it just reminded me of DBZ too much. That's probably my own fault. But the whole thing <laughs> was very DBZ very reminiscent. Because there's this part where, like, the that one warrior dude, whatever his name is, is helping you out. And he's kicking Susanna. ass. And he's going Super Saiyan. And then you're, like, beaten and destroyed, like, laying on your side. It's like, oh, so I'm Krillin, basically. And the guy's always getting <laughs> beaten up, like, laying on the side. Anyway, so all this power gets, you know, all this prayer power gets you super powered up, which gives you the power to do, you know, the final blow and, and destroy Yami and and win the game. And you go off on the boat with uh, with uh, Waka. And I kid you not, it he flies in on a UFO, like yep. a straight up UFO with like a console and a screen, like. Mm-hmm. And then the dog gets in there with him, and now he's like all buddies with you, like, oh yeah, we're friends. Oh Waka. It was Waka who was going Super yeah. Saiyan. And he's like, you're my buddy now. We're a dog. You're my friend. Let's let's go back, even though he's been a jerk to you 
the whole game. Licking you so much. You're going to lick my face off. So, yeah. That's, uh, that's Okami. That's Okami. Um, and it says, yeah. to be continued. Oh, I don't know. Does it? At that point, I waited for the credits to start, and then I left and went and got groceries. <laughs> came back, and it was that like a screen that where it tells you like a summary of your stats and how you mm-hmm. did. And then it opens up what I think is a new game plus mode. Of course. I don't know yeah. if I get to keep all my stuff, but I know that it, it, they want me to start a new game with that specific file now. To get the real ending. You... <laughs> oh, God. No. I, actually, you might have missed... Uh... Did I miss a, a to a be stu- continued? A stupid little reveal thing that is oh, sort of a, what a was to that? be continued. Um, apparently, the narrator like oh. that is telling the story at the beginning of the game is Isun. I don't know why that's important because like he talks at the beginning of the game and then, then at the end. So it's like, well, that was the story. It's like, well, why do I know all of this? You didn't pay attention. We got to tell the whole story over again. Hoop-a-doop-a-doo. And then it's like, you should never ignore the power of my mighty brush or whatever something stupid he says. Oh, and oh. then it's like, well, I'll tell you the rest of this story later. Mm. Uh. So, as soon... Yeah, no, I did miss that, and to be honest... Don't care. I didn't care at that point, because <laughs> I had fought so many bosses. I also um, don't think the narrator was a character, so I don't yeah. understand well, why I mean, they like, Other than like, the very... like the, the When you start the game up, it has kind of that narration part there yeah. but that's about it yeah. oh he um, doesn't narrate the scenes okay. after each boss is defeated but, before yeah. we go into our final questions I want to ask the chat what did the stray beads do because I made fun of the fact that it was just another freaking collectible that I could not yeah. care about really and the Lobo's like dude dude stray beads don't mess those are good um, yeah, it's for new game plus okay so that's how because you, you just played a 40 hour game let's do it again I don't know about that I don't know about that um and then the one thing I want to talk about for the three questions is the idea of playing this game on a schedule. Because I think that was a really good point Lobo brought up, and it made me think. Like I, I actually pondered that for the weekend. Like, Is he right? Does playing this game on a schedule make it a lesser experience? And I really thought about it and put a lot of thought into it, and I think that it can. Because I know that playing things on a schedule for Game Club has had that effect on me before. I'm like, oh, I know I'm not having as much fun here because I can't get through as far as I need to be. That said, every time that's happened, I've learned from it and tried to make the schedule better so that mm-hmm. I have enough time to kind of have take a breather. And with this game, I mean, I knew we were doing it early, and I kept telling people, hey, in December, we're doing Okami. It's a big game. Maybe get a head start on that, because we're going to start in January. Yeah. I started in the beginning of December, took a long break, but there was more than enough time to do everything this game had to do in our game club. There honestly yeah. was. I just think there wasn't enough compelling reasons to go do those yeah. things. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. I don't think it has anything to do with the schedule. Like I've seen a lot of people like have the theory that Game Club kind of ruins games. I know Marty said that uh, last time we did a live. Stream. I think it has the potential to. It, it really does. If you don't make does. a good schedule, it can. Like if you're playing something too fast, you okay, definitely well, cannot enjoy. Sure. It. If we don't make a good schedule, but I don't think we've ever had a bad schedule, with the exception of maybe one. Yeah, I think with... Uh, and well, even then, I think I enjoyed whatever game that was. So I think I had a rough time with Paper Mario, but that was mostly because of the game. It wasn't necessarily because yeah, of the schedule. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I know with Psychonauts, I was like, oh man, I really got to get through this. But I also knew I had a lot of stuff happening at my, yeah. in my life at the time. So the schedule was still, was still pretty valid. Well, so I say to people, yes, there was enough time to do it, but I can see your point. I just think this game 
didn't have enough reasons to make me yeah, want to come like, back to it. Yeah, it. There's enough time to do it, but why would you want to? Because it's a badly paced game. Like, just what he was saying, like, that putting it on a schedule ruined the game. No, it didn't. Like, putting it on the schedule made it apparent how badly this game was paced. And if anything, it made us play the game longer than we would have anyway. Yeah, if I hadn't, if this wasn't a game club selection, I would not, I definitely would not have gotten as far. I would have given up after the spider fight, the first boss or something like that. And I think that's one of the pluses is that if you want to be able to speak to this game with some sort of authority, game club does help you sort of like have that shame of, okay, I gotta keep pushing through this. And even if it wasn't enough to get you through the game, it still is like further than you probably would have gotten on your own. Um, but what I was going to say is that while it was somewhat dull at times, people were saying, well, the game's in the details. It's all the fun side quests. In my opinion, that's just kind of poor editing. If you had really yeah. good content in the side, why wasn't that a main yeah. game quest yeah. instead? Also, I don't even agree with that because I think this game, as unfocused as it was, needed to focus on its main story. And I don't even think it fo- focused on any of that side stuff. And a lot of that side stuff was like forced on you and anyway like a lot of stuff you did felt like it should have been side stuff yeah. like all the fishing you had to do all the digging mini games like why was that there a lot of times when, when i hear something like okay the, the main game is not that great but the side quests is the best part generally those games like if you just played the main game it would have been done in like five hours the, the side quest enhances and lengthens the game yeah but if the yeah. whole sure. package is already big to begin with then what's the point? And like you said, you should be incorporating the main package and I don't know. Just Yeah. So I think some people brought up points on here saying that, you know, they agree with Lobo. And if anything else, what I want to say is I think it's an interesting idea. And I do think that is a potential. I personally think that we did a good enough with good enough job with the schedule that it shouldn't have affected you too much. That said, Even then, the any just putting a schedule on it is going to turn yeah. certain people off. Yeah, like you're not going to like to play that way. Making something an obligation, regardless of what the right. schedule is or what it is, even but if it's something you love doing. The downs, the the plus side of that, I feel, is that because of this, you're going to get through it, and that is something yeah. that I think is incredibly valuable to be able to speak to gaming as a as a mm-hmm. as an experience because. I was a sampler of games that I don't think that yeah. is representative of good game design if I'm never finishing things. And also as a person of not having the project management skills to sort of finish something that I've started, yeah, yeah. to say the least. So that was, anyway, great conversation in the forum thread. So I really appreciate people bringing that up because I thought it was just a really interesting conversation to have. And again, that's kind of the goal of Game Club is let's look at gaming on more than just was it fun or not? Let's talk, try and talk about maybe why it yeah, wasn't why, fun and, and how we may have affected that system. So, and of course, of course, I had a brain fart. That's I okay. That out. Move so, <laughs> I've got. Uh, I put in my my fun fun graph of how much fun I had as the game went on, and <laughs> it was it's kind of cool to put together because I think it really does say my overall opinion on the game. If you take all the highs and lows and even them out, it's, a, it's okay. It's an okay game. It's just still a bit long. But let's get into our, our game club questions. Every So if this is your first game club for some reason, we tend to finish them out with three questions that I think are very poignant on, on analyzing a game like this, kind of summing it up. So those questions we try to go towards are, do you consider this game a classic? 
would you play this game again and would you recommend it to someone else? Sometimes those are all the same depending on how you feel about it, but we, we've had pretty interesting conversations around that. So, um, Matt, do you feel like you've got some thoughts ready to answer some of those questions? Oh, yeah. I'm okay, so uh, I'll let you decide how, what, what order you'd like to answer them in. Um, no, just, just, just okay. state the question. So uh, let's start with, well, okay, would you play it again? Would you try and finish it? Uh, I do for whatever reason, just because I'm compelled by the subject matter and the art style. I'm willing to give it a shot on the Wii, even though I know graphically, fidelity-wise, it's not going to be as perfect. But mm-hmm. I don't. It's like I feel that I have spent so much time with the PS2 version that I don't know. But now that I now that I hear the ending and how stupid it sounds, I mean, no offense, it just it sounds so cliched and trite. Like it's on my list, but it's not something that I'm. Dying it, to. it sounds worse when we talk about them all in this yeah, way. Yeah, that, that but, always happens. Um, That's always I, yeah. Again, I would watch it because I actually, like, watching the ending, it did make me think. It's like, it you know, really the, comes I wish back. I did this. The way, you, chapter. the way you describe it, it really sounded like you were on Wikipedia and explaining a five-season series. Like, okay, so in oh season, my gosh, yeah. season four, you find out there yeah. are aliens, and then yada, yada, yada. And to be season honest... Season four I, is kind of where it's not that good. Yeah. Season Lost six is where like, okay, we got to end the series, we got to do something cool. Yeah. Which, we're getting canceled. Which, to be what honest, I sort of like that, and I do love campy, even though it does sounds like a complete idiotic convention of time travel and blah, blah, blah. The, the time travel part was actually really cool, and the context that they put it in also pretty cool i'm just like, i'm just biased how time travel is just used as such a convenient plot device oh this is what what was good about this is it wasn't used as a way to fix a problem it was just something that ended up happening along the way mm-hmm. so because they hey we lost this girl it turns out she accidentally went back in time so we got to go get her bring her uh, back it almost, i would almost That's feel really uncomfortable silly. if it actually was the opposite way oh where well it like it had to be part I of the think, story it ties back to the first part of the game when things were a little more positive, and I think it. If you got to play that part, I'm pretty sure you would enjoy it. It well, was one of my favorite parts yeah. of the game. Again, this is this is a game that I've been wanting to play for a very long time, but I just didn't have a chance. I didn't have a gun to my head, and I didn't even know enough people who had played it to tell me in advance. That's a that's a long game, dude. I didn't even realize it was a Zelda clone initially. I thought it was just gonna be like an adventure game. And then when I got into it, it's like, oh my god, this is more than I really bargained for. So I'll I'll give it a shot again, but it's going to be a long time. Yeah. Okay. Long so um, play it again. What else? So do you recommend it? To would someone you recommend else? it? Uh, definitely not. Um, I would have to play the Wii version first, and maybe recommend that one. Recommend that one. Just the the PS2 version is just like it left such a bad taste in my mouth. I mean, okay, again, so, yeah. it's enough for me not to even want to touch the DS version, which. I played a little bit of a while ago. It looked cute and I liked it, but you know, I can't. People who like Zelda, you wouldn't recommend. Oh, definitely not, because that's my problem. (laughs) That's my problem. Like, I'm such a big Zelda fan that it's like, you know what? Maybe if if it didn't try to be so much like Zelda, it had a different, its own unique voice. Mm -hmm. I definitely would have enjoyed it more. It did at times. All right, Uh, is it a classic? Um, no. I mean, it just, it's. It has so many highs, so many lows that it just falls in the middle of mediocrity. Not necessarily mediocrity. Yeah. It just—it's sort of there. Confusion. It's a tech demo as a game, and 
in that sense, you could play the game for an hour and sort of get as much as you're going to get out of it, ultimately speaking. You know, when you offset the, the highs well, and the frustrations, it's like, all right, it's a pretty Maybe game. a couple hours, because if you just played for an hour, I think half of that is just them talking at you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that is true. Maybe three hours then. Okay. All right, Ben. Let's start with, uh, would you play it again? Well, I'm just going to... Or however you'd like to answer it. fresh in my mind. Okay. Is it a classic? No, because it's not comfortable enough with itself to be a classic. Okay. And that, like... Again, we've said it a bunch of times. The things that this game is good at, it doesn't explore nearly enough. And, I mean, I would like to see a game that does take these elements and does it well. Maybe the DS version does that, but I, I don't think I want to give that a try anytime soon. Would, um, would I play it again? No. I Honestly, I sold my copy yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Um, Get out of this house. Pretty much. Um, would I recommend it to anyone else? No. Like, Whoa. In, in, in the world where we now have Skyward Sword and how good I've heard that game is, mm-hmm. there's no place for you, Okami. How funny. Okay, so my answer to these questions, is it a classic? <laughs> really really nicely uh, follows Ben here. If Zelda didn't exist, yeah. yes. <laughs> but unfortunately, it does all the things that Okami was doing pretty well even better and unfortunately, some of the things that Okami, I feel, does better than Zelda probably have started to be in, have been adapted in the newer versions, probably. But um, I do think that it has had a lot of influence on other games. I think that the visual aesthetics of it um, have had influences by other game designers. But I don't think it's a complete package. I don't think it holds up over time. Um, I think that... It's just unfortunately, if there are, there are other games that I would consider classics, like you I mean this happens in literature. There are some great novels, and there's some ones that came at the same time that if the other ones didn't, well, those would be the classics instead. It's kind mm-hmm. of a runner-up, I would say. Yeah, but you also have to think if those previous classics didn't exist, that other thing probably wouldn't have existed either. Yeah, that's true. Would they have influenced each other? That's that's a really good point. Um, would I play it again? Yeah, I would. Yeah. But I think it's because it's a game that gets better every time you play it. Because it kind of reminds me of, like, this might be kind of a weird, like, corollary, but Ender's Game is one of my favorite books. But when I go back and read that, I tend to skip the parts I don't like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't really like the Demosthenes the lock storylines. It gets very political and it's kind of boring. And it really can be removed from the main of the plot if you only read yeah. that one book. So... I like to remove those and just kind of skip at the parts I like. I think Okami, you can kind of pick and choose and be like, well, this time when I play through, I'm going to do these side quests. I'm going to ignore these things um, and play it in a more uh, leisurely pace. But even then, I don't think I wouldn't. Well, I put specifically, I don't know that I'd ever beat it again. I would play it again, but I don't think I would actually want to go through and see the ending again. Um, but I also think this is the kind of game where it's such a vast and rich world. Um, Maybe, you know, six, seven, eight years, I'll, my son will be like, hey, let's <laughs> sit down and play some Okami, and we'll play through that together. That, that, that'd be the game you play with your kid? One of many, <laughs> you know? Because okay, I still yeah, think yeah. that, well, this comes to, would you recommend it to a friend, right? That question? Yes. But only up until the Orochi fight, the first one. <laughs> I think... Sure. I think everyone who's a gamer... Who enjoys games, play this game to that point. Because I think you get to see a lot of the ups and not that many of the lows. 
and mm-hmm. I think it's a good experience. You get to see the reason people love this game, um, and you get to leave without all the stuff that I think makes your average person probably not going to enjoy it as much. Yeah, it's like you have a party in that town, you have yeah. a party in real life, yeah. and it's so well, it's a very nice, self contained story up to that point, and I think yeah. it's an okay place to start. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty generic, but. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's it, pretty. It does what it does. It leaves itself off a little bit better. Um, is it a classic? Yeah, would you answer that? Would I play it? Would I recommend it? Yeah, I would, um, but just to that point. Um, so yeah. those are our opinions. Um, we'll have a link to the forum thread where other people have been kind of giving their opinions on the game, which not all of them are the same as ours. That's for sure. <laughs> and honestly, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to invite people to leave voicemails answering those three questions. Um, would you recommend it? Would you play it again? Is it a classic? So yeah. Um, what's the number for voicemails? 503 446 cast. Let's hear it. Yes. Hmm. Um, okay. Let's, let's stop. Let's, we have a voicemail for a that we're going to play. I think we want to I'm gonna play it at the very end. We could talk about it here since it's relevant. Um, yeah. So, uh, Jovis, Jovis left us a voicemail that turns out to actually have been a little similar, I'd say, to our feelings about the game. I'm trying to think some over his his salient points on what he felt were things that annoyed him or things that he enjoyed. Uh, I think what resonated with me most in his voicemail was when he talked about after you beat Orochi the first time. It's like. Okay, have a party. And then Isun's basically like, well, what are we going to do tomorrow, Brian? And it's it, the game should have ended there. And that yeah. was a point he made that I was like, yeah. Yeah, so we'll play that at the end. Uh, and other people have opinions. I'd love to hear them either in the forum mm-hmm. thread, which we'll link in the, the show notes, or um, leave us a voicemail, leave us an email, podcast at fangamer.com, especially those who really enjoy the game. Um, yeah. Because I, like I said, I think, it's a okay game that I, if it had been sure, half the half the length would be a great game, personally. So I could agree with that. Okay, closing that up. We'll take a short break. Do a little voicemail. Close out the show. I'm Kevin Williams, the Godfather of the podcast, the number one sweet brush technique, and this is my final word. Well, here we are. The land is saved, evil is sealed up again, and everyone believes in the gods. So, what did we learn? Well, I personally discovered that it's actually pretty hard being a god when you don't bother to power yourself up. You see, I couldn't just play straight through Okami again. Oh no, I had to challenge myself. And that meant not spending any praise whatsoever. No extra solar pieces, three ink pods, one astral pouch, and a wallet that isn't even big enough to buy the really good martial arts moves. Now, I still collected the praise, I had thousands of points worth by the end of the game, but not one bit of it went back into juicing up my stats. It was easy at first, you don't need too many brush moves to finish off your enemies, and I stayed out of harm's way with my awesome combat expertise. Fleet fit! Hooah! But when I got to the moon cave and fought Orochi, that's when it started to get rough. I'm supposed to be blowing out fires and hopping on lily pads and shaking down the poisonous snake blossoms all at once? Get out of town. So the further I went, the more I found myself relying on infinity stones and exorcism slips, trying to finish fights quickly without taking too much damage. And those big screen filling attacks like Inferno and Whirlwind, those were almost entirely useless. In one fell swoop, my entire supply of ink would be exhausted. In retrospect, 
The challenge was only in finding a different way to play the game. Instead of spending praise, I was spending money, lots of it, all the time. I was never wanting for choice because every dungeon and tower has a few chests available and you can scavenge some more items, but I hoarded all the gold dust I could get my paws on to power up my weapons. I hadn't really limited myself at all. I'd just given myself some brand new options, exposing the depth of play to be found within the game's many mechanics. So if you ask if I'd do it all over again, I would tell you, no way. Not a chance. It was too annoying by far. Next time I play Okami, I'm loading up a new game plus on my 100% file. Full health, maximum ink, unlimited cosmic power, challenges, schmallenges. A god should be able to wreak havoc without discrimination. Kapow! For Fangamer, I'm Kevin Williams. Um, okay, which uh, voicemail of If Ken Chai is here do we want to listen to? I these said are Tumblr. Tumblr? That's a Twitter. I said Twitter. Maybe you guys want to do two? Let's do two. Let's do two. Let's do a wombo combo. Wombo combo. Okay, so here at the end of the show, we're going to play Kevin Chai voicemails. We have two. We're going to do one about Tumblr here. Let me uh, turn this. Hey, Fangamer Podcast. It's me, Kevin Chai. I have a Tumblr, and it is hipstergbphotos.tumblr.com. Anyway, okay. that's it for now. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Hipster what photos? I don't already forgot. Hipster GB photos. I'm going to it right now. GB? Like Game Boy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Tumblr.com. Okay. Let's see what comes up. Hey, it's hey, that's what uh that's what he looks like. Oh wow. Okay. Oh, yeah, Kevin Chai. Yeah, well. He's got Champion dream, of the podcast. He's got a Dreamcast with a Seaman controller. He's got someone, maybe a sister, maybe his girlfriend, Peeps. Wow. Yeah, this I, is, I'm going to follow this Tumblr. Yeah, this is same good here. Tumblr. Yeah, that's hitting the follow button. Oh, what should we play next? So, we'll, so Twitter. Twitter. Put a Twitter one. Okay. Twitter. Hey, Fangamer Podcast. It's me, Kevin Chai. I think like Twitter... Anyway, that's it for now. <laughs> <laughs> what, did you run out of characters? I was wondering if we'd written that out. Is that the exact amount of characters a tweet could be? I wonder. I wonder. You're going to wow. have to hit us up on that, Kevin Chai. That's so good. Oh, man. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kevin Chai. Oh, did you guys hear Kevin Chai's song at the end of the last podcast? No. no. I got to go back. No. I've been busy moving, man. Been, I gotta go back and listen to that. Um, okay, so if you want to leave us voicemail, podcast at fangamer.com, you can uh, attach an MP3 to an email, send it to us, uh, or just call us on your phone, 503-446-CAST. Uh, we will try and play it on the show either at the end or during it. Um, let's see, next week we're going to try and have a guest, I think, or are we going to try and save him for two weeks from now when the Vita's out? I think we're trying to do I'd that. Say right. two weeks from now. Okay, so, so we two weeks. So next week, we're going to think of something to do. <laughs> In the meantime, maybe maybe Super Mini Game Club where we play like an indie game just for like real quick. Let's do that. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Anything what to else? get the t- taste that Okami out of my mouth. I'm, I'm down for that. <laughs> Holy Jesus. Oh, dude, people in the chat are hating on that. They're like, oh, I disagree. I love that game. No, everyone's oh, entitled okay. to their opinions. That's fine. Yeah, this no. is fine. No, I think. Uh, well, what, what's the saying? Um, the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. <laughs> it's not caring at all. Yeah, yeah. So, if, at least they care enough to complain about our opinions. Well, 
I guess uh, we were pretty indifferent about the game if we stopped playing it. <laughs> Maybe you guys. I, I made it to the end of that one. So. Well, you're a bigger man than us. That's all I can I say. Yeah. This or is the only game time. club this has ever happened to. I, it won't happen again. Maybe we I, should have like a once per year you have a... Okay. It's just, I felt really bad. Like, this is out. my second game club. I'm like, I'm batting one for two. Like, that's not good, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Let's, let's play some X baseball. <laughs> okay. And, you know, make uh, that a game gonna, club. Like, are we done? Do we have anything else to say? Because we have no, to end it on this done. thing Technomaniac just said. Would okay. You? Ladies and gentlemen, good night. Thank you for listening to the Fangamer co- Podcast. In the words of Nima Technomaniac, it's Okami. Okay, Ami. Not great Ami or classic <laughs> Ami. <laughs> Good night, everybody. guys it's Jovis um I'd just like to share some thoughts of Akami really I haven't finished the game but um, about Oni Island and all the stuff um I'm going to talk about is uh, I feel I've got enough backing for it um but one of the one of the things that I really like about the game is that um just how well it actually plays on the Wii because um a lot of people um criticize the Wii's controls and that they they feel that um, they'd rather have something configured to a button than waggle. Well, with Okami, it's it's the complete opposite, pretty much. Um, yeah, and honestly, the all the all the all the gripes I hear about the PlayStation Two controls or the PlayStation Two camera, I feel is fixed on the Wii because I have none of that. So yeah, Akami is definitely a fun game to play. However, like Garrett pointed out in the forums, there's there's really no development of character for Amaterasu, and it and it's all you. It's like you're you're all you're playing as Isun, and that really takes me out out of the game because I I it just feels like there's no purpose. Or, I don't know, it's just, Isun is such a prominent character, but that isn't the character you're playing. You're playing as a silent protagonist, who is God, but has no, neither left or right emotion, or she has no neither left or right emotion, as to, as to the, the situation that the world is currently in. She's just doing it because... Because she's told to, which, which is a real shame when you compare it to the opening cutscene where the the wolf, uh, I can't remember its name, but it is Amaterasu, um, is represented in such a way that she's doing this sort of selfless act to save the village by jumping at Orochi, and I I found that that. That opening sequence really, really charming. In that character of the wolf, 
um, I feel is never represented again, other than that opening cutscene. Um, I'm not sure if that that's too valid a point, but um, shit. Oh, and one other thing. Um, Akami is definitely is definitely a great game, half the time, in the sense of um, that whole build up from the start to Orochi. The 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 start may be slow, but after that. Um, the game is told um, pretty well. It's definitely engaging enough for me to come back to it, or I want to come back to it. But um, once you you've done the Orochi fight, you've done that whole quest line. Um, the 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 storytelling and the general incentive to play just drops completely because essentially Isun just says, "Okay, go party." And then tomorrow, we'll just do some random shit. And I, I appreciate that. Um, that it's it's a common motif in Japanese games, but so many Japanese games, Japanese storytelling rather, it does it so much better. Like one one example which which I've experienced which does it particularly well, is uh, Tales of Symphonia, which um, you're doing this whole 20-hour quest line or something like that about saving the world, and then it turns out the people you were saving the world with, um, they turn out to be the bad guys, and then you've got to go to this whole other world, and both sides of the story are really compelling because there's actually two stories to tell. But with Okami... There's only one story to tell, and then the other half of the game, so far for me, is just random. It's, well, not random, but it's just it 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 really does drag on. There's there's not a lot of story to tell after that. Yeah, the the, the places are interesting, and and some of the, the dungeons are are pretty fun for me anyway. But yeah, it it really dropped the ball there. Um, I'll definitely be, I'll definitely, uh, complete the game, but, uh, I, I just got, like, a uh, massive ton of work to do right now. Um, and one other thing, the digging game, oh man, that sucks so bad. Especially the, when the, the celestial bus controls are relatively inconsistent. And that's that's fine when you're you're freezing time, and you know you can just like draw as many circles as you want, but not when, not when the the clock's against you and you are relying on the game to register what you think. And that's about it. Bye.